Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, this is Ace Vaughn Johnson from Faster Pussycat, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. Now, let's get things started with the Talking Metal theme song, written by Rob Halford, Metal Mike, and Roy Z. Hey guys, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. The food truck and rock carnival is happening soon in New Jersey. I'm completely psyched. I will be there seeing some of my favorite bands play, including Faster Pussycat. On today's episode, we have Ace Vaughn Johnson from the one and only Faster Pussycat. The food truck and rock carnival is happening Saturday, actually Friday, September 18th through Sunday, September 20th, Faster Pussycat will be playing on that Saturday day, which also includes Slash, Three Days Grace, Black Label Society, Seven Dust, Skid Row, Pop Evil, Puddle of Mud, Kicks, King's X, Stephen Percy, Faster Pussycat, Gilby Clark, Edgar Casey, and Eddie Trunk doing a Q&A. It's going to be great fun. A lot of craft beer will be on tap and served there. Um, and definitely, uh, you know, we've got some great comedy there too. Jim Florentine, Don Jameson, Big J, Vinnie Brand. There's going to be some comedians there. There's rides for the kids during the day. It's just going to be great. And again, Faster Pussycat playing on the Saturday date. Go to therockcarnival.com. We'll have that linked through today's show notes for more information. Support Talking Metal by using our Amazon links. If you live in the States and you're about to buy something on Amazon, go to Talking Metal before you go to Amazon. Use our link to link you over to Amazon's site and uh, then make your purchases like you normally would. We also love PayPal donations. So please uh, keep us alive here with a PayPal donation. You can buy a shirt in the merch section. And if you're too poor to do any of that stuff, 
the least you can do is go leave us a review on iTunes, a positive one preferably, or uh, just go like our Facebook page. Send me a tweet. Let me know that you're out there listening. The handle is at TalkingMetal.com. Cool. Let's get into some faster pussycat right now. This is a classic house of pain.
love that. I guess some people would call that a power ballad. I, it always had this kind of dark flavor to me. Uh, you know, I, I just love that song. Love that song. One of my favorite Faster Pussycat songs, if not the favorite song by that band. And that's off the, of course, uh, Wake Me When It's Over record, an old classic going back to the late 1980s. We got Ace from the band on the on the show today who was not a part of that classic lineup of Faster Pussycat, but he is uh, holding the torch nowadays for them. And I just loved talking to this guy. So, you know, don't write him off. Listen to the interview. I think he's got some great things to say. It was a great addition to the podcast. So stay tuned for that in just a minute. We're going to uh, hear a little more Faster Pussycat right now, and then we will get into my interview with Ace. This is Poison Ivy, another classic by Faster Pussycat, followed by my interview with Ace Von Johnson of Faster Pussycat.
Hey, it's Mark from Talking Metal, and joining us on the line, guitarist from Faster Pussycat, Ace Vaughn Johnson. How are you, Ace? Good. How are you? How's it going? It's going well, man. It's going well. I'm totally psyched to see you guys uh, in just a few weeks in, in New Jersey, right around the corner from where I live, at the cool. Food Truck and Rock Carnival. September 19th uh, is when you guys are playing. It's a three-day event. And, uh, man, I can't wait. What can the, uh, the New Jersey fans uh, expect from you guys when you roll through town for the uh, Food Truck and Rock Carnival? Uh, I think you're going to get a dirty, gritty rock show in the afternoon from us <laughs> while, the sun's, while the sun's still up. So it uh, should be interesting because we're all a bunch of vampires, but it'll be good. We're going to come out and hit them hard and just do all the uh, all the expected uh, classic songs from the Pussycat catalog. And uh, I, I don't I don't know how long the set is. I'm going to guess 30 or 40 minutes at, at most. So um, we're going to come out swinging and then spend the rest of the day hanging out with our friends and go watch Slash and get drunk <laughs> yeah excellent cool now you've been with the band a, a while at this point since 2010 going back yeah. to that time how, how did you end up in the the uh the band faster pussy yet uh you know um there's a story uh i was playing in a punk band called the u.s bombs with some friends and uh touring europe a lot and our agent manager whatever guy was a buddy named charlie overby and uh, he's been in the music scene forever. And he had his own band called Charlie and the Valentine Killers. And it was sort of a melting pot for all these different musician guys. Um, it was like an Americana rock and roll, sort of social distortion meets Springsteen kind of thing. And he had asked me to play guitar and in that project. And I did that for about a year and a half. We did some dates with, God, I don't know, Reverend Horton Heat and Super Suckers and whatnot and a record. That's really cool. And my... One of the rhythm section was at one point or another Chad Stewart and Danny Merle from Faster Pussycat. And that was how uh, I got introduced to those guys about seven or eight years ago and some other people, which led to some other opportunities, but one of which was the Faster Pussycat gig. And they called me at one point and had me come down in 2009 and there was a little bit of a stop and start thing going on. So um, that went down and, and I became an official member in 2010. Cool. And, you know, when you read your bio um, and just hear about your history and, and how you came up in the music scene, is it is it fair to say you were more from the punk rock side of things than, say, the, the hard rock metal side? Yeah, it's totally fair to say that. Absolutely. I mean, I was in a lot of punk rock bands, uh, maybe Murphy's Law, maybe one of the most famous Murphy's Law, and U.S. Bombs, and... Uh, I wouldn't really call them punk rock at this point, but they were initially punk rock bands in a band called Under the Law that was popular. Um, that that scene I came out of as a teenager, and I just all my first bands were you know you know punk rocker like hardcore punk rocker, melodic punk rocker, pop poppy punk you know just whatever. And I was touring with all these different bands, you know, supporting everyone from Dropkick Murphys to Fallout Boy and you name it in between, and and um, that was what I was doing in my late teens and early twenties. And by the time I was 20, maybe 22, 23, I really wasn't listening to that kind of music anymore. I was listening to Sam Lizzie and Alice Cooper a lot more than I was to Little Fingers and, you know, the Pistols or whatever. And, and I was really actively trying to get out of playing in those bands. I wasn't listening to that kind of music anymore. I was listening to, you know, like I just said, like more, not, not, not necessarily bands from, from Faster Pussycats era, 
although I, I was a casual fan and I liked LA Guns, and of course everyone and their mom was with Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue. But, um, yeah, I just was trying to actively get out of playing in that genre of music. And it took me a couple of years to kind of network my way into, you know, basically that Charlie and the Valentine Killers band and a couple other gigs that I did around then. Um, you know, I did some pop stuff and just some various random, you know, tours and, you know, one-offs and whatnot. But it was definitely the more the direction I was trying to go, absolutely. And, you know, you, you mentioned Unwritten Law before, and but you've done some stuff with them in more recent years, haven't you? Yeah, I played with that band for about uh, six months or so. Um, from, but, you know, maybe at the end of 2013 into the beginning of 2014. I didn't do very many, many shows with them. I mean, Were you just filling just, in or something? Um, I don't know. I mean... I wasn't filling in. I think I was actually a member for a minute, but if you want to call it that, I don't know how many shows I did. Not very many, maybe a dozen or 15 at the most. Um, I think it was just more that they had lost basically their entire lineup. And so I kind of came in at a point when they were kind of trying to, I say they, it was basically Scott, the singer. He was just kind of trying to get the band going again. Um, so, there was definitely some schedule stuff that I, I knew was going to happen inevitably where I was going to have to, you know, pick one or the other. And, and my, I told Tammy initially, I was like, I'm going to go do this, but I'm just like, no, that, you know, my loyalty is, is with this band, you know, which is a reason why I'm still here, but it was cool. It was something, you know, they call it resume fodder and it was something to do. And, you know, kind of challenged me to do something else besides, uh, you know, just straight rock and roll kind of music is a little different. Um, especially their newer stuff is a little more uh, kind of out there as far as like guitar playing goes is different from what I'm used to. Right on. Right on. Now I was re just reading on Twitter that you were hanging out with Matt Starr the other night. What was, uh, what was going on with you and Matt Starr? Uh, well, you know, I see Matt at least once a week nowadays um, and I'll try not to ramble on too much, but uh, he had a, a little get together at his house last night. So that's where that picture was from last night um, with just, it was almost like a who's who of mostly drummers, but you know, like uh, Billy Sheen was over there, and uh, just a ton of people. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and, and go down the list, but just a lot of drummers. And he was having a little, you know, the couples. Everybody gets together, and and um, I think it was they were kind of celebrating um, he and his wife their uh, vow vow renewals. I said I oh, tried cool. to say that last night after a glass of wine, and I said vowels, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Matt's a really good friend and an amazing drummer. Um, you know, I'm sure pretty much everybody knows, at least maybe not him by name, but I mean, he was, he is or was off and on. He's Freely's drummer for a couple of years and been more recently filling in for Mr. Big. I mean, just some legit stuff. But I see him all the time because there's this thing in Hollywood now on Wednesday nights at this venue called Lucky Strike. And it's, they have this ultimate jam band. Um, and it's Matt and Chuck Wright from Quiet Riot and uh, Mitch Perry from Lita Ford and um, Edgar Winter Group and, and, and the Sweet and, and whatnot else. Um, and it's basically, it's free. It's every Wednesday night. I'm even getting like six, seven, eight hundred people in there every night. And on a Wednesday, it's kind of impressive. But it's just a jam band. They get all these different people. You know, uh, I'll do a song with uh, Steve Ferrazzo from Avril Lavigne's band. Or, or you get like Michael Starr doing some like Bon Jovi with, you know, whoever and it's it's definitely one of those kind of things to show up for because you never know who's going to be there. Wow, yeah, um, it sounds like fun. But 
it's awesome. Yeah, so that's that's why, and then that, that was down the street for me too. But like, you know, that's uh, that's why I see that guy all the time. And if you're out in Hollywood, I recommend uh, catching that for sure because it's it's awesome. It's really cool. Cool, absolutely. Now, again, we will be hearing a lot of the Faster Pussycat classics at the Food Truck and Rock Carnival here in New Jersey on September 19th, which is day two of the three-day event. But um, let's talk about Faster Pussycat new music. We've heard rumblings that maybe there's an EP in the works. Uh, just wondering if you have any update on new music by Faster Pussycat. Um, really in the last six months, nothing has changed. Um, unfortunately, I wish if it was up to me, we have, we'd be working on probably my second release with the band, but, um, you know, we do things and I say, we, I mean, Tammy, Tammy does things his own way. And, uh, he likes to record a lot of the stuff at his house and in, in his home studio. Um, and then kind of go back and retract stuff elsewhere. Um, we've done some stuff at like Fred Curry's place. Um, his studio and Gilby's place and just all over the place. And God, I, I really don't know because ultimately it's up to Tammy when he wants to sit down and see all this through and get it done and finish it up. There's, there's maybe two songs that are in the can that are like done. Um, and everything else is in various stages of production. But I, I would say at, at, at soonest, the, you'll see something from us within the next 12 months. I hope to have something out by summer of next year. Um, I don't see any reason why we can't, but you know, everyone and would this be the EP that we've been hearing about or would it be more like a, yeah, or is it hard I to think, say? I think that, I think what's going to happen is basically the material, not, not basically the material for the album, for the EP, excuse me, is written and recorded in, like I said, in, in different stages of development, if you want to call that. Um, some are more rough and demoed and then some of them are done and polished and ready to at least move into the mixing and mastering phase. But, um, I know Tammy wants to do it as maybe two EPs and then compile them together into like a, like a hard copy full length album with some like, you know, additional bonus tracks. But, um, we're still kind of a ways out from that. And as far as like who's putting it out, what it's going to be called and all that stuff, we're, we're nowhere near any of that. I mean, it's just, it's basically just in, you know, various stages of demoing at this point right. i mean well, what about what about um, style though like stylistically what do you what would you compare i can it tell to? you i can tell you this much there's it's to me it sounds like if you took the approach from power and the glory hole and then the style and um some of the musical influences that were more present on the first album um it's definitely got a the one band that we can all agree on and, and cite as an influence is Turbo Negro. So it's definitely got like the sort of raw, like Euro punk, uh, rock and punk or whatever you want to call it. Um, production sort of cool. songwriting approach. And it's teeny. So it's that everything, you know, it's like sexy, sleazy, um, lyrical content. Um, there's a song called, there's a song called pretty ugly that we've, been playing out off and on but if you if you know you're that inclined you can see on uh youtube we're playing it at, you know who knows where at least i'm sure it's on there once or once or twice or thrice but um and then there's a song called motorbike and then there's a i'm not gonna say what song it is but there's a johnny thunders cover that's going on the ep um yeah i mean it's just it, it's gonna it's gonna sound like i definitely really wanted to try to bring back some of that kind of first 
record or two, uh, guitar approach to stuff, um, bluesy, hooky kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, but it'll still have a little bit of the same similar production as the last record, which is Power and Glory Hole, which is now almost 10 years old. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I think people like it. I think I know there was uh, some people that didn't like English stuff. And then obviously when there was the more industrial influence stuff, we've kind of, you know, put that on the back burner. And I think for the most part, people are happy about that. Um, you know, I've gone over to Tamey's many times and been like, Hey, you know, we should be playing, uh, you know, this song or this song off these records, you know, these, first three records, these are good songs, why don't we play them? And he'd be like, oh, that's a good idea, I don't know, I don't know why we're not playing them. And so, more recently, we've been bringing back a lot of the, you know, like, uh, Ain't No Way Around It, and we just started playing Poison Ivy again, maybe two or three years ago, and cool. some of that stuff, and I, I think, you know, bringing that back to the forefront is also helping in some, shaping some of the songwriting up, too. And Kane and I keep talking about getting together, just the two of us, and writing, you know, for future stuff. But, you know, usually when we get home, we have a tendency to scatter, and he's out on his, like, month-long plus motorcycle trek across America right now. And, right. You know, we're meeting up with him, basically, at the, that weekend of dates we have around the uh, Rock Carnival. So oh, cool. I won't see, see him again for another month. So this, as far as I'm concerned, we won't be back in the studio until uh, no sooner than November. So. Right. Cool. Cool. I wanted to also ask you just about the the reputation and, and you know, a lot of times in the press we hear about how how hard of a partying band Faster Pussycat is. It's all is. true. <laughs> <laughs> that was my question. Is is it true or do you think it gets played up a little bit in the in the press? Um, I'm sure there's it gets played up a little bit and I'm sure there's some hype that's, you know, exaggerated. But, uh, you know, one of the... I can't remember the quote, so I'm not going to even try to really paraphrase it too much, but uh, Eddie Trunk, who I'm sure everybody's familiar with, has said many a time, he's like, you know, if there's ever a band that really exemplifies the uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll mentality of you guys and, and, you know, our legitimacy with that sort of approach and whatever, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny anything. So, um, you know, I mean, as uh being one of those bands, of course, I wasn't there, but at, at the forefront of that sort of L.A. scene and, you know, I, I don't know, sleaze rock, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, hair metal, whatever, whatever term, that L.A. scene. I mean, Kanye basically, he might not have been the captain of that ship, but, I mean, he was definitely up front, you know, and uh, and it shows. And he's still uh, still got the same, uh, same approach to a lot of shit, so... Um, you know, there's uh, something to be said about that, I think. You know, it's definitely, somebody said, I can't remember what, what the context was, but we were a band, you know, it's like uh, the only band that doesn't have any posers in it or something like that. I can't remember. You know, I mean, we're all in our own our own weird right. Uh, probably pretty, uh, a pretty, pardon the pun, but Motley Crue, if you will, you know? Yeah, right on. And speaking of that whole scene, you know, there was this uh, recent Cat House Live concert that you guys were yeah. a, a big part of, and Tammy was obviously a, a enormous part of the Cat House. Uh, some people was, would say he was the Cat House back in the day. Uh, how, how'd that yeah. guys? How'd that go for you guys? And was it uh, was it more of the old school crowd coming out, or did you see like younger fans coming out who were maybe kind of uh, interested in what once took place back in the day at the Cat House? 
Um, I, you know what? I'll be I'll be honest. It was great. It was a really great turnout. They had uh, I can't remember what the exact number was, but they were calling it ten thousand plus wow. in attendance, and uh, it was cool. Um, I know Ricky was happy. Tammy had a really good time. We had a great show. We got the uh, some of the original guys. We got you know Eric Stacy and Brent Muscat and Greg Steele up and did a couple songs with them with with as well as the current lineup of Pussycat, and that was neat. I know the fans are really happy about that. Um, younger generation wise, though, I didn't see as many people as I was hoping to. I didn't see as many um, younger people. Yeah, I think I was hoping to, you know, and I, I'm 32. Um, but if anyone asks, I'm in my twenties. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was hoping to see people my age and younger and I I felt like I saw some, but for the most part, it was an older crowd and I expected that. But I, I, the, the point of the moment of truth came when at the end of the set, um, I gave away the guitar that I was playing at the the last couple songs. I gave away this diamond uh, guitar that I, I have an endorsement from this company. They're great. And so, you know, as a, kind of publicity stunt or whatever, I gave it away and I walked across the front of the stage, you know, from from left to right and uh was looking for what I wanted to give it to was was someone young, like, you know, a teenager, you know, a ten year old kid or somebody as sort of uh you know, whatever the hell you want to call it, a nice little gesture is right. inspirational, you know, whatever. And I saw nobody in the pit, not <laughs> even right. not even within an eye shot. Everyone was was, you know, someone that looked like, uh, you know, in their forties or fifties or, you know, definitely my senior. And so I had a lot of these guys like, give me the guitar, give me the guitar. And I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's not the point. You know, you're just going to put it on eBay. So I gave it to some woman that was in the front row that was just elated that, you know, whatever. And, uh, that was cool. But I definitely remember thinking, I thought there would be one person under 20 in this front pit area, or at least that I could have pointed to. And then, like, you, come here, but nothing. It was just a, right. an older crowd. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. I just meant that that was when I realized that the attendance was definitely what the age brackets kind of were. But, but either way, I mean, it was a great turnout. Everyone had a fun time. Like, Ricky married a couple at wow. some point, and I played Here Comes the Bride on guitar or some twisted rendition of. And, uh, yeah, that was cool. It was a really good, uh, long but good day. Excellent. Cool. Ace, I'm going to say like an official goodbye, but don't, don't hang up just yet. Sure. Excellent stuff, Ace. Well, thanks for joining us here on Talking Metal today. We will see you at the Food Truck and Rock Carnival September Perfect. 19th Absolutely. in New Jersey, and uh, I will be there. I hope to say hello to you in person. And, Definitely. Uh, looking forward to the set for sure. Uh, we'll have links up to the the uh, the website for the festival, guys. Uh, it's it's going to be a good one. So many great bands are playing. Uh, Slash will be headlining. The Godsmack, Clutch. I mean, it's a wide variety of bands. A lot of the old school bands that we love: Lita Ford, uh, Faster Pussycat. Um, just goes the list goes on and on and on. So many great bands. So definitely check it out. And Ace Von Johnson will be there, of course playing guitar with faster pussycat ace it's been a pleasure talking with you today thanks so much for joining Likewise, us hey, thank you for thank you for having me appreciate it cool man i appreciate it uh look forward to uh seeing you at the show what you just heard was my interview with ace von johnson the guitarist for the past five years of faster pussycat and we're going to end today's show with a little more recent Faster Pussycat, but not all that recent, going back to 2006. 
The album was called The Power and the Glory Hole. And the song is called Useless. And again, this, I believe, is also before Ace's time in the band. So we need to hear some new Faster Pussycat music with Ace. Hopefully that'll be on the way soon. See you at Faster Pussycat's concert in New Jersey at the Food Truck and Rock Carnival real soon. That's coming September 19th, which, again, just has some great bands playing on the on the bill with them that day. Pretty diverse group of bands, but all good bands. September 20th, the next day, is Sunday. I recommend going to both these days. Godsmack, Stone Temple Pilots, Clutch, Anthrax, Slaughter, L.A. Guns, Lita Ford, T.T. Quick, all playing on the uh, the Sunday day. That's rain or shine, 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, September 19th, September 20th. And uh, even a, a little pre-party on the uh, 18th with Judas Priestess and Don Jameson kicking things off. All right, guys. Again, this is some newer Faster Pussycat, even though it's nine years old. And this song is called Useless. Take care. See you on the next one.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.